Welcome to the TMB Women in Business podcast, created for the aspiring CEO. Every week, we provide you with tips on all things business and entrepreneurship. You'll hear from industry leaders on topics such as marketing, business growth, and branding. This podcast is hosted by Mahi Kola, the 16-year-old teen entrepreneur behind the Minty Boutique, a luck stationery company with a mission to change the world. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TMB Women in Business podcast. I'm Mahi, and today I'm going to be doing a solo episode where I share with you guys five best business practices that I've learned in the four, almost four years of running my company, The Minty Boutique. I'm so excited to share them today, and I want to start off by just saying I it's taken a while to learn these, and When I was coming up with this list while I was prepping for this recording, I really had to think about not only like the little things, there are so many little things I've learned, but what are the big things that I think have helped me grow my business, but also have helped me, you know, leave a mark on my community, make my product the best it can be, and really develop my brand to a point where I know when customers see a certain product, they can say, oh yeah, that's the Minty Boutique based on the brand, the message, and the story. So I am super excited to share with you guys today. Um... Yeah, and if you have any questions or anything, of course, feel free to contact me on Instagram or at our email or anything like that. I love chatting with you guys, and it's always such a great pleasure to hear from you and, you know, help you guys with your business journeys and give any advice I can. The first thing I learned in the four years of running my company was how important it was to build a community around your business, your products, and yourself. I have found that if you take the time to connect with customers, that will help you tremendously when you are launching a product, when you are anything, when you're doing anything, even when you're just selling In today's day and age, your product does not just speak for itself. You know, it does speak for itself up to a point. That point will only help you to get a certain number of sales, but a lot of times it won't help you with repeat sales. It won't help you with gaining those loyal customers that will buy whatever you do and support you in any venture. Those loyal customers are so hard to come by And the reason is because you have to take the time to connect with them and make those loyal customers. You have to invest your time into ensuring they become loyal customers. And obviously, because it's time, you won't be able to do that as often. Um, It takes time, which is why loyal customers are so hard to come by. But when they do, they're like the golden ticket and you have to hold on to them as long as you can, as strong as you can. I, a few ways you can connect with customers that I found, um, if you are a service-based company, such as a coaching company, a branding agency, that kind of stuff, a lot of the times you are reaching out personally to clients to see if they're interested in your services, if you can offer anything to help them with their company. So when you are doing that, don't send blanket DMs or blanket emails. 
that is the biggest turnoff when you're trying to build a relationship with someone. You don't want them to think or see that you have sent that email to everyone and they're just another person on your list. You really, and I know this will take a lot more time, but if you take the time to research their company or research them and whatever they do and you share that you have done your research when you actually uh, contact them. So, if, for example, in an email, when you say, hello, my name is blank, this is what I do, here's how I can help you, make sure you say things like, um, after visiting your website or looking you up on Instagram, I saw that you do this and I absolutely love that. I think it's such an amazing idea or such a cool concept. Um, we would love to work with you on like your, the branding of your company or growing your social media, something like that. But see how you weave in something that you know is specific to them that couldn't have come from a blanket email that they and it shows them that you've done your research and you are invested in working with them and that's why you've taken the extra step the extra time to research them and figure out what they do specifically it will take time that i'm not gonna lie for example when i was reaching out to retail stores it took so long to um not only i visited some of the retail stores myself just as a customer to kind of look check it out and see what they do but I also was doing research online. I was looking up photos of their store. I went to their websites, looked at what kind of products they sold. And I, um, you know, sometimes on the websites, they had like about us pages. I read all of those because in my emails, I wanted to talk about the story they had told their customers. And I wanted to say, you know, I was sold by your story. I loved it. And I wanted to work with you guys. And I'm not going to say just because you do that, you are going to get a yes. I did get plenty of no's, um, but a lot of them remarked how glad they were that they I had done the extra time and how and they remarked like, thank you so much for, you know, saying that about our story. I really appreciate it, which means which, of course, they appreciate that you've taken the extra time. And I do think for the retail stores that we are in now, that personal touch really helped because they knew I was invested in it. So the, my first tip is to take the time to connect with your customers and build a community. With that, I also want to just mention um, the community you build, of course, should be in your customers, your fan base, your followers, but it also should be in your fellow entrepreneurs. I thoroughly believe. I believe so much that it is just as important to build a community of girl bosses, of other entrepreneurs that are doing um, similar things to you or are just in that same journey as you. So you always have someone to fall back on. And I have in-person friends. I have online friends who are also entrepreneurs who are also working on starting their own podcasts or, um, you know, doing product-based stuff. And whenever we have questions, I know I can always go to them for help. Um, and they, they know that they can always come to me. And that community has been so helpful because I can always fall back on them. And I know that they are there for me when I need it the most. So I'm really thankful for that. And I highly suggest you guys join some Facebook groups or you join um, Instagram pods to help you find those best friends that will, I call them business besties, um, that will 
always help you and you can always count on. So my first tip, build a community, a strong community around you and make personal connections. My second tip is going along with that. Um, when you are finding your clients, your, who you're going to work with, partnerships, anything like that, just ask. Guys, I cannot stress this one enough. I, at the very beginning, um, whenever I had like a program or, you know, a blog, a podcast that I really, really wanted to be on, I was so hesitant to reach out because I, you know, there were multiple reasons. One, I felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, you know, they had all these high uh, clients or like, you know, interviews that I felt the women were doing just so much more than I was. And it just, I felt like it didn't make sense for me to reach out. The second thing was um, I was scared that they would reject me knowing that there is such a like an idol and uh, someone I look up to I'm inspired by. I wish I you know I wanted to live in the what if rather than know like do they want me or not and both of these mentalities did not help me and I got nowhere with them. It was just a game of thinking you know what if what if they say yes? What if they say no? And I never, ever thought to just ask them and see what they actually said. And these mentalities did not help me. Eventually, I just said, you know, why not me? I can be, you know, on there. I know I have done all these things and I would love to share my story and my experience. I know I can be that. So why not me? And with that mentality, I just took it and ran with it. And from there, I asked them and I did get no's. Just as I said before, you're not always going to get yeses. But I put myself out there. The what if game was over. I knew my answer and I, you know, no longer had to worry about it. I could just go forward and let it go. And I knew the answer. I also knew that because I had the mindset of like, okay, no, I am enough. I can do this. Before I asked, I also didn't feel rejected as much as I would have if I was depending on their answer to validate how much work I had done in my business or how worthy I was as an entrepreneur. So those two have really helped me. But I also did get yeses. For example, the Miss Hannah Ashton podcast, I was interviewed on there. Hannah Ashton, Hannah, her, she's such an inspiration. Guys, I love her YouTube videos. Her podcast is incredible. She is always doing amazing things. And her journey is one that I've followed for such a long time. She has always, you know, been such a role model. And I've always wanted to work with her. Um, and she was one of those inspiration, or, you know, those influencers that I look up to that I didn't want to contact. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to put myself out there. But once I did, she actually loved my story and she said she wanted to share it. And in that moment, it was incredible. I was like, what if I had never, ever asked her? And I never would have gotten this opportunity. I wouldn't be friends with her today. None of that would have happened if I hadn't just asked. So just ask, put yourself out there. Guys, do anything. I really don't care what it is. Just go and do it. You know, if you really think you want you want it, go pitch yourself to Ellen Show. Do whatever you 
think you can't and just ask because you will be so surprised by the number of people that are willing to help you and the number of people that are amazed by your story and want to share it. So whatever it is, just ask, put yourself out there and be amazed by the results. Okay, number three is to always, 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 guys, add value no matter what industry you're in. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. Like I said in tip number one, your product is just isn't extremely important that you have an amazing product, but the way you market it and the way you interact with your customers is just as important. And especially for women that have coaching businesses or um, branding agencies, that kind of stuff, customers need to be sold that you are adding value to their life in all the content you put out rather than to be sold that whatever they purchase from you will also do that. That is something that took me a while to learn. You know, for me, especially as a product-based business, I was just posting pictures of our products and hoping that whoever was looking at them believed that they were amazing products too. And I didn't take the time to write good captions where I actually showed like, guys, look, this product is going to change your life and here's how. I didn't fully explain that. I kind of just hoped that they saw that from looking at the picture. But now that I have started to show like, okay, here's how I use this product and here's how you can to achieve A, B, and C results. It was, it's been a game changer. I have gotten so many more comments, much more engagement because people love that I'm adding value to whatever content they're seeing. And on Instagram, when they're scrolling, they see my posts, they'll stop and read the full caption because they know that they can be inspired, learn something, or you know, just learn something from me that they might not have known before. So even for an industry that you don't think um, you know, has like, oh, like, what can I add? Let's just take cooking. Guys, cooking is my favorite example on this podcast. But if you, let's say you're cooking, one thing you can always add value in is just look at the trends. What are people into right now? And talk about like how, you know, they can incorporate recipes into their everyday life. I, I know I am not the only one who watches hundreds of recipe videos on YouTube in the Explore page or on, for example, like BuzzFeed Tasty, all of those. I watch so many of them, but, you know, I've probably made like max five from all those videos that I've watched. Guys, I'm watching hundreds and I'm making five. That, it's I mean, I understand, like, it's hard to, you know, you see a recipe, you have to have all the ingredients and stuff and find the time to make it. And if you make mistakes, you means, you know, you, it's all these things you have to think about. And it's hard to incorporate recipes into your um, everyday life. But if you as a chef can add value and, and show like, okay, no, here's how you can do this. And um, here's how you can make it healthy. Here's how you can make it quickly. That kind of stuff. That's what people are looking for. So add that value into your videos, your pictures, anything like that. And all of a sudden, you'll be so far ahead of your competitors who are simply posting pictures of recipes and never talking about how they made it, things that they... Um, things that they wish they had known at the beginning, that kind of stuff. So always, always, always add value, 
no matter what industry you're in and ensure that it's value also that it's value that your customers actually want. Uh, make sure you're giving them what they want to give them what they want and they'll give you back what you want. Okay, number four. This one is really important, especially today, uh, because as I said, your product is only going to take you so far. Your brand and the people behind the company is what's going to help you become a worldwide brand. And it is to spend time developing your brand as often as possible. A lot of entrepreneurs get sucked up in the details of their product, um, their packaging, their, you know, how the behind the scenes stuff works. And that is so important. But I think it's also equally important to build your brand as often as possible and ensure all everything you put out, even your packaging, even the experience on the website, the checkout, the emails they get are all on brand. Guys, as I was saying, you want someone to pick up a product and say, oh yeah, that's that brand. I recognize them. That's their colors, their font. It just looks like their brand. If you can get a customer or a stranger to do that and recognize it's your brand, you have, you know, mastered your brand and it has become permanent in your customer's mind. And, um, they will always be able to look back on that and reflect on that when they see a product. The way, best way to do that is, as I said, everything you put out and everything your customer could possibly see or experience should be on brand. A few weeks ago, I did an episode talking about how to define your company brand. Once you guys are done listening to this episode, I would highly suggest going back and listening to that episode because it talks about all the tips and tricks I have to figure out who you are, figure out what your brand looks like, and how to actually weave it into everything your customer sees. Because it can be hard, you know? How do you show girl boss in the color box you choose for your packaging like how how do you do that and how do you make something like words and emotions you want your customer to feel relate to the photos they see or even like the way your product is packaged that correlation can be hard to develop but once you do it will help it will you can your customer will easily see it in the way the um brand is set up and it will help your entire company be very cohesive. I also really recommend, um, I also talk about it in the Define Your Brand podcast episode, but knowing your why and that goes along with developing your brand, but reflect on your why and your purpose as often as possible. This is so important because if you keep reminding yourself what your why is and why you run your company, what keeps you going. It will reflect in every single content piece you upload. As you're writing your Instagram caption, in the back of your mind, if you know, I'm doing this because I want to inspire, empower women, or I'm doing this because blank, that will just come out in the way you write, in the types of pictures you're taking, all that kind of stuff, it will reflect. But if you stop reflecting on it, if you stop, you know, remembering, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this, it will disappear and all of a sudden your brand will be jumping from topic to topic and there won't be any cohesiveness to it. So always reflect on your why. 
and spend as much time developing your brand and making sure it's completely cohesive as possible. Okay, my fifth business practice is to reflect after every single project. Guys, as entrepreneurs, especially small business owners, we are always running to figure out what else we can do to grow our company. We're always trying to figure out, okay, now that this project is done, what next? What next can I do to stay ahead of the curve? What next can I do? What new product can I release? Um, Who can I collaborate with next? All the time we are running and that can that's great. We always need to be hustling to figure out how to stay ahead of our company, but also just to um, grow as much as possible. But if we don't take at least one second to stop and reflect after a project has been completed, we are just going to be running forever because we won't ever know what we did wrong and how to fix it, um, what we can do better or anything like that. We won't have time to reflect on what our customers said, reflect on uh, what we could have done better time management-wise, anything like that. And we will just make the same mistake again when we do that project again or when we do a project similar to it. I try to keep a notebook where after each project, I simply jot down a few notes. And whenever customers send in reviews or feedback, I write them down, like the main points of it in this notebook for each project. So next time I'm releasing a product similar to it or something like that, I can just look back and say like, okay, this didn't work out or planning it only like two months in advance didn't work out. I need to do three months in advance. I know that now and I can do better and bring more value to my customer in my products and give them a much better experience because I've learned from last time and what they said last time and what didn't work. I highly, highly recommend keeping a notebook, a document, um, or notes in your notes app, just writing a little note, every single project, and reflecting on it when you try, you do that project again, or you um, are looking back at that project, reflect on what you learned. It will help you grow, and it will help you grow so, so much faster than anyone else in your, um, in your competition, because if they aren't doing this, then they're going to make the same mistakes again. They're going to have to correct those mistakes and lose time while you have already corrected the mistake. You are already working on um, the next project while they're still trying to fix whatever mistake they had done, but they didn't take the time to fix from last time. So reflect on every single project and make sure you do that before you move on because otherwise you will be stuck working and working and working. All right, those were my five tips, you guys. I hope you enjoyed. I did want to throw in a bonus one that is kind of small, but I also really think is important, and it's keeping track of your milestones. This is something I didn't do start doing until um, just a year back, but guys, I so, so wish I had from the very first things, like my first like, uh, my first sale, uh, you know, all of my firsts, I wished I had written down the date, snapped a picture or uh, anything, just kept track of those little milestones. Because you guys, we get, as I said, we get so caught up running to try to keep growing, keep growing. We don't, sometimes we just don't stop to appreciate what all we've accomplished. And you feel like, oh my God, I have to reach that next goal, the next goal. 
But guys, we've reached so many goals already. I mean, look at you. You started a company. That's incredible. Like anything you've done, your first collaboration, you've worked with someone, you've maybe you started your YouTube channel, you started. That itself is a huge accomplishment. And just keeping track of our milestones and remembering like, hey, yeah, we're always working, but look at what we've accomplished will encourage you so much to actually keep going. And keeping track of them is always such a great memento to look back on. Remember, wow, remember when I had my very first sale? Now look where we are. That itself is going to be just such an amazing experience and I highly recommend it. So my sixth bonus tip is to always keep track of your milestones. Those are my five. I'm just going to repeat them real quick. The first one is to take time, connect with your customers, and build a community. Number two is to just ask and always put yourself out there no matter what the outcome is. Three is to add value no matter what industry you're in and make sure your customers, you're adding value that your customers actually want. Four is spend as much time, not as much time, spend time developing your brand as often as possible and make sure your brand is cohesive from every experience the customer sees. And five, make sure you reflect after each project and reflect, I mean, look back on the reflection and what you learned when you do that project again. And number six, my bonus is to keep track of your milestones. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love talking about these five big things that I've learned in my four years, and I absolutely loved just sharing them with you and I hope you guys did too. I thank you guys so much for, you know, all your support and for helping me learn these lessons and I hope you guys can use this information when you're growing your own business and doing this because these are some from some of the mistakes I've made in my business. These are the things that I've learned and and I hope you guys don't make these same mistakes so you can be as successful as possible. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next Sunday, 8 a.m. PST for a new episode. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the TMB Women in Business podcast. Check out our Instagram where we provide you with the answers to all the questions you have about entrepreneurship. For an email recap of this week's episode, join our email list at tiny.cc slash T-M-B-W-I-B-E-M-A-I-L. If you want to join a community of like-minded entrepreneurs where I give case-by-case advice to you, join our Facebook group. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. If you're listening to this episode on our YouTube channel, subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you next week with even more business advice.